The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We got a great show for you guys today. Before we get started, let's just say hi to my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Sad. <clears throat> I'm sad. Uh, Cheetah Rivera has passed away. You know, we all have to die. But when it happens to people you love or know or like, uh, it means more than not. Uh, Cheetah was probably one of the kindest. Oops, our dog is jumping on our camera. Brandy, come on, get down. And then I got both of them <laughs> on my lap. I got two big dogs on my lap. Uh, Cheetah was one of the kindest, sweetest women you ever want to meet. She was everybody's friend, especially if you were a gay man. She was extremely nice. She loved, all right, come on, kids, get off me. Excuse me, everybody, while I get my dogs. Look at them. <laughs> and then there's that big one. Okay, come on, get down, down Brandy. Come, come on, on Brandy girl. Keep talking because I got lots we, to go over I'll, before we, we love bring you out Okay. Um, I met Cheetah 30 something years ago in a restaurant while having dinner, lunch. And she was probably the friendliest person of, of celebrity that I knew. And then I ran into her time over time again. Over the years, uh, my friend Pasquale, the choreographer's con cocktail party, was the last time I saw her. I was the founder of Have a Heart, which was a benefit for AIDS, which later on I worked for, with Elizabeth Taylor on. And I asked Cheetah to come in and do one of our shows. And she said that her manager, you know, they had to talk and see. 
when the show would be big enough because they were drag shows that went all over the country to raise money for AIDS. All my performers, they performed as Marilyn Monroe, Judy Garland, and everybody sang live. Dogs, we can't have the dogs in the studio. When okay, we just talk. Keep going. This one now wants to make out. Look at him. I love you, my darling. Sue me while I make out with my dog. Okay, okay that's enough going, kisses. I got, stuff, go. I got a bunch of stuff to go over. All right, I just wanted to talk about Cheetah because she was a sweet person and a darling woman, and she will be very missed on Broadway. Her, her Spider-Woman performance was outstanding. And remember, she was in Chicago. She was in so many Broadway musicals and, and, and West Side Story. I mean, she just brought such joy to everybody that watched her work. Uh, rest in peace, Cheetah, and enjoy Jane Russell. She's up there. Get to know her. She's a nice person. Okay. Absolutely. So what's up, you guys? we got a great show for you today. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm trying to, for some reason, the chat room, like I got booted out of it. Oh, I can see it on my phone, though. Um, so we want to say hey to everybody in the chat room. Uh, Don Hinton, who said she did a Jonathan Sheck marath movie marathon yesterday. Um, uh, Neil is in there. Stefan, Lady Lake Music, everybody's starting to fill up. So thanks so much for joining us, you guys. So we have two great uh, talents today. Uh, first, we're going to have Jonathan Sheck on. And then, you guys, unfortunately, Angel Bradford is sick, and she lost her voice. She can't talk. Um, but I want to say her, her manager, Matt Chasen, very, very professional. He called me at 11 o'clock and said, look, I'm sorry she can't make it, but I got a replacement for you, which nobody ever does that. They just leave you stranded. So we do have a, a great replacement. Um, don't know too much about him, so we're going to learn when he comes on. His name is He's a writer, producer, director. His name is Alex Bram. And um, so he'll be coming on as our second guest. Uh, we want to thank everybody for tuning in um, every week. Uh, we're still, I think we, we dropped out of two charts, you guys. So now we're only charting in 10 countries instead of 12. Um, but this show is going to bring us up uh, to date because we have a great show for you. And it's going to be a lot of fun. We want to. What do you mean we're, we're, we're not 12 anymore? Um, we were charting in the top 100 podcasts in 12 countries. And now we're only charting in 10 countries. Is that good or bad? That's bad. We want to chart in every Why country. Why did we lose two countries? I don't know, because people didn't listen. <laughs> what countries? I forgot. I think uh, I forgot. Which, which How could ones. you forget countries? That I didn't forget. It doesn't matter. We're, we're, we're still number 30 in the USA, so that's fine. Um, anyway, you guys, um, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Sound, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Prime. Yay! Um, and uh, Lady Lake is in the chat room saying she read Jonathan is from Baltimore like me. Would love to hear his memories. Um, so I think what we're going to do instead of talking too long, we're going to go ahead and bring him on because he's super fun. He's a great guy. And so let's bring on Jonathan. Hi, everybody. Yay. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, Jonathan Sheck. Hello and welcome to the show again. <laughs> so this is my cool, outrageous man about town, Ron Russell. Hi, I like your teeth. Are they yours or did they come out? No, they're still real. <laughs> they're still there. You beautiful teeth. Thank you. They're a little stained in the ears. Smile. You're a handsome man. Ladies, make sure your batteries and your vibrators are new. They don't get on. <laughs> I'm sure his wife loves that. <laughs> yes, 
Listen, listen, listen. His wife does love it because those women that love him go see his movies, bring money to her, and she can go shopping on Rodeo Drive because of the women that think he's gorgeous and sexy. So don't knock it. Don't rock the boat, baby. So we have a chat room with a bunch of people. Say hi. It's starting to fill in. Just say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hi, everybody. And you have to say hi to Dawn. So Dawn, basically, her name is Dawn Hinton. And, and whoever guests we have on, she goes and watches all their movies before they come on. She said she watched a bunch of your movies yesterday. She would leave messages when she liked and everything. So, so say hi to Dawn for me. <laughs> hi, Dawn. She said she didn't understand how, like, you were in the second Chrome Skull when you died in the first. <laughs> <laughs> she actually watched those movies? Oh, hey, that was actually a good movie. So anyway, you guys, John. You, you have some of those also? <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot of those movies. Yeah, that, I have a few you know. beauties. I'd like to compare some of my movies with yours. I bet you I'd win. <laughs> for, for bad movies. <laughs> I never got to act with Jessica Lang like you did yet. Oh, I could get you for that. So one. wait a second, you guys. So Jonathan was originally on our show May 2nd. I looked it up yesterday. May 2nd, 2012. And um, that was before I was married to Ron. It was one of our best shows. So you were the fifth show that we started keeping track of how many people listen. Um, <laughs> and, and so you were the fifth one. And um, in 2012, and I don't know how, how long it took, but I went to see how many plays your show had from 2012. And it has 3.96 million plays on it. So now that Ron's on the show, we're hoping today is going to get like 10 or 12 million. Of course it will. <laughs> of course it will. Before I came on the show, it was a crappy radio show that nobody listened to. He was on audio. He wasn't on video. We right. everybody then I him. came on radio and I said to Jerry, I don't do radio. I'm an actor. I don't do radio. So I said, we have to be seen. Let's do television. And right. we began to television. And here you are looking smashing on television. Now, I again opened up a door that nobody here let me open. <laughs> I love Jessica Lang. How could you work with her and not be madly in love with her? She is I so was. beautiful. Huh? I was in love with her. She was my mom. She is so beautiful. So tell everybody what the movie was. And such an actress. Go ahead. In 1998, I think 98, I did a movie with Gwyneth Paltrow and Jessica Lang called Hush. Great movie. We saw it during. <laughs> I know that movie, huh? Yeah, it was it was about um, what was it about? It was about my my mother's uh, possession obsession, obsession <laughs> with, with her son and getting and getting rid of the uh, the wife. That's what it really was about. She wanted to be <laughs> wanted to be the wife. Is really what it was about. And I I did it with Jessica. We did, shot it in Virginia. It was me, Jessica. Jessica Lang was uh, the first person attached. She had just won an Academy Award. They signed me on, and then they, after that, they signed Gwyneth Paltrow. So I had to, I had, you know, that was going to be it. So I got a bigger trailer than I would ever got, I ever got before. <laughs> now that was freaking awesome, and it's a really good movie too. So like I think, so she's easy to work with. Oh, Jessica was fantastic. You know, I was a young actor at the time, and she would guide me all the time about. You know everything from camera. There was, there's one time when, um, and I kept overstepping my mark. I kept getting a little too close. But what I was doing is I was getting in her way, and she was dropping tears left and right. And she just kind of took me and moved me back just a little bit so that I wouldn't be in a frame. 
Yeah. She, dropped, she dropped another tear perfectly. Like, well, I remember when she did King Kong, and they said she was pretty but would go nowhere. They really didn't believe in her as an actress. They just thought she was another pretty little girl. You know, she was in the original, yeah, not really, the second King, King Kong. Kong. Yes. And boy, did she prove everybody wrong. Oh, she's one of the greatest. Absolutely. One of the greatest actresses. I love her work. I watch her every movie. I love all of her Did work. you see her in American Horror Story? I don't know if you still watch horror, but like she was excellent, though. She was so good in it. You know, she didn't have a leg. and I mean, she really like... I thought, it was, I thought it was a come down for her because she was such a great actress. She didn't have to do that kind of stuff. Just like Betty Davis never had to do Baby Jane. Uh, Betty Davis was too big of a star to do such a, a crappy movie. And I felt that way with Jessica with that. Oh, I loved it because I like horror. So also, you guys, Jonathan. Wait, I want to ask John the question. Okay. Do you ever feel there's a film that you are asked to do that you wouldn't do because it's below your status. <laughs> we, we brought up a couple of them earlier. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that my friend got his film made, and that's why I was in those movies. Actually, it's not a bad film, though. It has a great concept. So you guys were talking about Chrome Skull. It had a very unique concept. The for, title alone turns uh, for the people. Chrome no, Skull. but for the people who like horror, it, you know. So I'm a big horror fan. Um, Ron does not like horror movies, even though he's in 50 million of them. I'm in them, but I hate them. <laughs> I never watch them after I shoot them. I think they're so stupid. I said, Ron, why are you doing this? You don't need the money. Why are you doing this? Because it's fun. It's fun. But you guys, so so we're talking about Chrome School, but you have quite a, a, a good horror movie, um, you know, uh, resume, because Prom Night, that was a remake, but a really big movie. That was a big movie. And all the people that are in it, look how huge they are. Idris Elba, Kellen Lutz, Brittany Snow, they're all like, like you, they all turn into superstars, you know, uh, over the time of being it. So so you have to enjoy that. And you got to remember that horror movie fans are the most loyal fans out of anybody on the planet. You know, so the fact that you do them is terrific. And every when, producer I know tells me the biggest moneymaker is a horror movie. Well, it can be made for a low price and then make a, a lot of money. A lot of money. Made low and make, make a lot. Exactly. I have a horror film on Shutter right now. It just came out with me and Heather Graham. It's called What's Suitable, it called? It's called Suitable Flesh. Suitable Flesh, you guys, on Shutter. I don't actually have Shutter because he doesn't like to watch them anyway. So I just watch Netflix and Peacock and whatever's on like the major. I do things. watch them when our friends are in them. You know, I watch to see our buddies work. But other than that, the stories are the same. Ten people in the room, ten people get killed one by one. They just, <laughs> they just change the scenery. They make it Hawaii. They make it Alaska. They make it, you know, England. It's the same stupid story written over and over again. And as far as the acting goes, it's not acting. It's line reading. You know, I'm old. I'm 83 years old. I've been around Hollywood for 64 years. I know what a movie looks like when it's being shot. And I know what junk is, looks like when it's being shot. When they pull out their cell phone and say, okay, let's go. <laughs> you mentioned marks earlier with Jessica Lang. I mean, he's like in movies that they don't even give him marks. Oh, I said that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought of that as you were complaining or saying about the mark. I said, what the hell? I wish I had a mark to walk over. Because I said, no, I said to one director, I said, where are my marks? He said, you don't have any. I said, well, I don't want to be out of lens. He said, you won't be out of lens. 
I said, why? He said, because the camera's up there. I said, where's the camera? I thought that was a security camera. But he said, no, we're, we're filming. He said, just walk over to the window, look, pull the curtain, look out, and then walk over to the door, then walk over to that dresser. I said, you got to be kidding. <laughs> and what about lighting? What about my key light? He said, Ron, what fucking year are you in? <laughs> we don't have key lights anymore. I said, you don't have a key light? Everybody <laughs> has their light, right? Don't we still have lights in movie? Yeah, but very little compared to when they used to make films. When when I, I first started making movies, they were they were. I was in film with Steel or Ren and Tamp Hunter, and Jesus Christ, when Sophia was working three hours for one light. <laughs> you know, I mean, they moved Sophia this way, this way, light. But oh, they played with that light forever. So wait, yeah. I want to go. Okay, so so basically, like the two two, I think the two films that put you on the map, at least, and I might be wrong, uh, but I'm going to guess at this were uh, How to Make an American Quilt with Winona Ryder and Ellen Bernstein and Anne Bancroft. That was a wonderful movie. And, by the way. and then that thing you do, which is uh, you know Tom Hanks, which everybody like knows that you know movie because everybody references it all the time. But those were basically the two big quilt, movies quilt, that got quilt, you. Quilt was one of the most. Important. They launched you, right? Yeah, you know what. Everyone always said, as soon as I got out of the pool with my shirt off and the How to Make an America quilt, the, I broke the national consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you know. I mean, Wait, I, you guys, if you follow him on Instagram, you can see him, like, working out. His Instagram is John Shake. I, mean, I, I would get naked in a movie. It won't be attractive. <laughs> I mean, everybody will gag, but, you know. So, you guys, so what, the other wait, thing. What would you do a naked nude frontal? I've I've done. <laughs> a naked frontal. Yeah. Uh, what movie is that in? So everybody goes to watch. So you guys check it out. What what movie is that? It's uh, eight millimeter two. Oh, I was gonna talk. Bring that up. The fact that you're like the two guy. Like you did eight millimeter two. And Nicholas Cage did the first one. You did Roadhouse two. Patrick Swayze did the first one. I have to tell you that I've seen almost everything you've done, but I didn't see either one of those two. So um, MGM was um, – I went I went through a divorce, and uh, I called the, the uh, Screen Gems president, and I said, you got to put me to work, like, now. <laughs> like, don't I mean, you agree that men should do nude frontals when they're having sex with women? Because they exploit the woman. They show the woman's ass, tits, and, and box. They won't go to God's way. And that really makes the woman look like – well, she's a woman, so expose her. But a man, God forbid we should see his penis, it would be a shock. I'm all for male frontal. If, if it's necessary. If it's necessary. Yeah, and if you're, gonna show, if you're going to show a woman getting eaten, I mean, now the guys eat women on movies. You notice that. They throw her down in the bed, they open her legs, their head goes right between. They start eating a woman, which is something that we've never allowed in film years ago. You couldn't even kiss a woman, let alone eat her. Now he's that- got a, wait, wait, I should explain to you. He's got a bunch of like pet peeves, which I do too, because we recently, during COVID, we watched a lot of movies. And we saw some movie with Julianne Moore actually, you know, pooping and wiping her rear end and everything. And they actually showed it. And I was like, oh my God, like Julianne Moore, she's she like one of the greatest actresses ever. She doesn't need to do that, you know? Like I could see that in like a hundred thousand dollar horror movie if you did that for shock value, but you guys, you know, are are so established have done such great work. I don't, and it's not like you need to see that in the story. No, I just believe, <laughs> I believe in equality in film. I've always believed in every sense of the word equality in film. 
And if you're going to do a film and a woman, you're going to exploit her breasts. And, and, you know, and the guy is all covered up. I think that's wrong because it makes the woman look like trash. So everybody the, go watch 8 Millimeter too. <laughs> well, listen, even, even straight men will look at another man. Men are curious to look at each other, and so are women. It's, it doesn't mean you're gay. Did you did you guys see Saltburn? Who? What was it called? Oh yeah, Saltburn. Yes. So he actually, danced. He danced yeah, all around at the end. I actually thought that was a really it was a really weird movie, but it was a really good movie with a really unique story. Right. And it was I loved it. And it wasn't sexy. It was showing how crazy he was. So it yeah. was it was part of the film. I am all for for equality in film. Nobody should ever be higher than anybody else morally. Right? So also some other films, you guys, that uh, Jonathan has done. First of all, I want to talk about, so I like a lot of the stuff that probably oh, wasn't. Oh, wait a minute. Would I do frontal nudity? No. Only because they'd have to use a cinemascope lens. <laughs> I, I'm Italian. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> That's why we could do frontals. <laughs> so, I'm I'm like a big fan of a lot a lot of the stuff that you did when you were like younger, uh, and and some some of the TV stuff. Like for me, like I actually used to own it. I, I don't know what happened moving, but like I used to love that TV show Models Inc. Back in the day, I was a clothing designer, and I just loved all those kind of shows. So you were on Models Inc. Um, yeah, we were on Models Inc. <laughs> say that again. <laughs> I was a guest star. I, I remember stalking one of the leads not, for the storyline. <laughs> that was a great show. I like love that show. There was another one called Paper Dolls back in the day that I loved a lot. Like all that like fashion stuff. Is there a stuff. reason for the beard for a movie or something? Uh, my little girl, my little girl wants me to grow a beard. She said, "Daddy, grow a beard." So until someone pays me to cut it, can I give you my opinion? Sure. You're too handsome. Get that shit off your face. <laughs> Good-looking men should never wear beards. Oh, wait, you don't wear a, you don't have a beard in your western show? No, I, I don't. Sure. He's a, he's We're going to talk about that in a minute too. We're going to He's talk so about handsome. That. Why would he want to hide behind hair? I tell that to He all, doesn't tell me not to shave. Mine. No, because <laughs> Jim, no, Jimmy really looks better with a beard because he's a producer. But you're an actor. Uh, I don't grow a beard because I figure, hey, listen, for my age I look good. If I put a beard on, I look like Father Time. So it does age, and it does track your looks. I know what you look like without that beard, and you're very handsome. And the beard is okay, but I prefer you without it. I just give my opinion to everybody. I'm old. I'm allowed. Yeah. <laughs> and the show I liked a lot was Starcrossed, which Star-Crossed. I don't know why that didn't have a second season. That was, like, really good. Yeah, that was, like, I thought that had a lot of good, good chance, that, that series. I was totally like bummed about it. All right, so so you guys, um, some of the other cool things I want to know. Uh, do you have your own action figure since you were Jonah Hex? Do you have an action figure? I have. I, a, I have an action figure, but it's just Jonah Hex. It's not Jonathan. It's Jonah Hex. Okay, it's <laughs> just Jonah Hex. Yeah. Okay, because I uh, I collect action figures. So and and you don't or you do. And I have a right. he he does, but it's not him. It's the character he played, but you don't know that it was him as yeah, Jonah, Jonah Hex is a, a comic book character that I played on the Legends of Tomorrow for so DC. The, so the doll is in costume. 
Yeah, it's in costume, but it's not his face. No, I know. The doll is in costume. So we had, because I have all John Berriman's like action figures. He lives here. He's been on the show. He lives near us. He lives really he's right down the street crazy, from us. He is the craziest and, uh, son of a bitch I know. I love him. And he's like. I run into him in the supermarket. And what happened was I knocked over a whole thing of pies because I was pushing the cart aimlessly. And next thing I know, there's this guy picking up the pies. And who is it but John? And he's cursing me out. You stupid fuck, don't you know where you're going? <laughs> I said, shut up, you faggot. <laughs> so we, we, we had the, the best times together. Then I ran into him in Home Depot in the garden world. And he's just a crazy guy. He came on our show, and when our show opened, he was tongue-kissing a blow-up doll. <laughs> <laughs> That, yes, that was our first really big show. So, John yeah. is my favorite neighbor. No, he's <laughs> a lot of fun. All right, so uh, I have lots of other little things I want to talk about, but let's talk about your new thing since you got it coming out. You're going to have to shave. So, I guess you're going to compete. Always going to shave. You're going to you're going to compete with Yellowstone, um, which I think is one of the greatest shows. I like I really like it. So, basically, uh, you have a new TV series, but it's based on the movie, and you did the movie. The movie's called Blue Ridge, right? And like, so tell us a little bit about the movie. Well, first I moved to Nashville, Tennessee, and when I did that, I left all my representation behind. I left everything behind, really. And I moved to Nashville, and I called up um, my friend Nick Gonzalez and I said, "Listen, I, I gotta find. I'm, I'm looking to find my way again, and I want to become a leading man again in my life, in my life, and, and in my career." And he he set me up with this producer named Gary Wheeler. And Gary, the first time I met him, he called me and said, "Hey, I got a film for you." Uh, let, we're going to shoot this thing in in about uh, ten weeks. It's called Blue Ridge. Uh, it's about a, a sheriff who moves to a small town in the south from California to be closer to his family, and so that's what Blue Ridge is about. And that was the that was a TV movie. And then when we shot that, Gary said to me, he said, and I had a great experience making them. And it it set up to be a television series. It felt like, it. and he said, you know, we we, we um. I said, you should make this into a television series. And then he, he called me up probably about after COVID, which added an additional year on top, about a year and a half after. And he goes, listen, the network has decided that they want to do Blue Ridge into a television series. And I said, well, do they want to use me? <laughs> yeah, the, the guy who gave him the idea. <laughs> And and they said, yeah, they, unanimously, they all love you, Jonathan, and they love for you to be the lead in the show, Justin Wise, Sheriff Justin Wise. So that's how it all started. And we shot six episodes just before the strike. Um, and it looks like we're going to start uh, writing the second season in about three weeks. So it's 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 a it's a really beautiful it's it, it's it's a PG thirteen series. So. You know, it's it's a lot not like Yellowstone in that reflect that my ten year old can watch it with me. Uh, there's a right. lot of violence in it, but it's the kind of violence that you know there's not a lot of blood being battered around and heads aren't being ripped off. Like, no nudity, no front nudity. Yeah, no um, frontal nudity. Well, no f bombs all over the place. Listen, if it's not necessary, don't use it. And also the language. You know, you don't need to fuck everything just to make a point. If you're a good actor, you can look at somebody and know that they're saying, fuck you, right? Yeah. I use a lot of vulgarity because I'm from Brooklyn. I'm allowed. <laughs> <laughs> My mom's from Brooklyn. We're from Brooklyn. 
She is in from Williamsburg. Williamsburg, not far. I was Red Hook, not far. Now, yeah. what kind of Italian are you? My my grandma's from Florence. My uh, grandfather was from Sicily. Oh, so you're half, you're northern and lower. Sicily is low, and Florence is high. Yeah, and, but your last name is not really Siech. Sheck. It's, it's Sheck, and it's German. My father's like German English. He's got a bunch of different things in it. Oh, so your father's not Italian. No, my mom is. That's how come you got good looks when you mix German. No, you mix German and Italian. My grandmother used to always said, La Todesca Italiani make beautiful children. That's true. The Germans and the Italians together, for some reason, that blood makes. You know how many actors we have that are German and Italian that are gorgeous? No, I have no idea. Quite a few. So, wait, let's go back. So, first of all, so, so. So where do people see Blue Ridge, the actual uh, movie? Where do people? Where's it streaming? Do you know? I think it's on Prime Video right now. It's on a lot of different. You know, they go all over the place now. Yeah, it was on Peacock at one point. Um, but the, the series premieres April seventh on a Fast Channel, and that's very interesting. What is a Fast Channel? It's it's a channel that um, you can find on Roku or a smart TV, and it's. The smart channel is called Cowboy Way. So you go to the Cowboy Way channel, like wherever area you are, you don't have to subscribe. It's free. And they run ads on there, just like old school network, but not as long as those network uh, commercials run. No, I think it's great. So mm-hmm. I noticed that one of the people, I'm going to watch the movie. Um, yeah, we watch everything. Because uh, we watch, we yeah. like to watch everything. Right but now I, that you're on, we watch your work again. I, uh, <clears throat> I live uh, in Palm. We live in Palm Springs. I hate it. And back when I hang on, but back when I first met you, you know, I was more of a clothing designer. Now I'm actually, besides producing movies, uh, I'm a publicist. And my first client that I got when I moved to California was Tom Proctor. So I worked with him for about a year or so. Oh yeah, you you work with Tom? Yeah. So yeah. I worked with Tom for like a long time, and uh, he's a great guy. And I noticed because we're still you know, we're still friends. Which I'm just not. He's just not. I'm not. not he's not. I'm not his publicist. But he um he he, he wrote a he he put this post up that hey I you know I'm finally gonna I'm gonna be a regular on its series you know and I looked at it and then when I looked at it and I went and looked it up I was like oh shit that's what made me like contact you on Instagram was the fact that I saw Tom Proctor post that and uh, they're saying it's on Tubi and Peacock uh, in the chat in the chat <laughs> Jonathan Jimmy does the technical stuff and the movie shit and I do the personal stuff so my personal question to you is. Why did you move to Tennessee? I want to know for my own self. Well, my, my son was getting ready to go into uh, grade school, and um, I had to find a school for him. Um, like myself, uh, Camden, my son, is dyslexic, so I was very concerned about what school he would go to because I didn't want him to go through a school system that would make him feel less than. And uh, I found this incredible school out here in, in Nashville that's uh, I've listened to the learning services and how they deal with children. And I just, I, it made me, my, well, my wife's from Nashville, Tennessee. So it was an option. Um, she's from, Tennessee. she's from here. So with that, knowing that, um, her so, home. so yeah, it was her, it's her home. So that's why we were looking here in Nashville. Because so, so many, so many of our friends and people in the business have moved to Tennessee. I hate California and I hate Palm Springs. I want to go back to New York. 
but we're open to going to anywhere else. And Tennessee was one of the places that Jimmy and I were discussing. Maybe we should go check it out and see and move to Tennessee. I understand the cost of living is a half of what it is here in this crazy state. <clears throat> oh, yeah. It's, How long have you been there? How long have you lived in Tennessee? Uh, 2018. Okay, so you've been uh, so you were there all through COVID, too. So yeah. that would be scary, though, to move and, like, leave all your represent. – wouldn't they represent you, though, even though you're in Tennessee? No, there, there was just a, a time in my life where I just – I just came to this – deeper understanding of that it wasn't serving me it was in my way and i wanted to become a leading man again and uh, and i and they were not guiding they were not helping me not that they weren't trying <laughs> believe me they were they're good at what they do but it was more about me just letting go and the unknown has always been great to me so when i first went out to hollywood i went to a completely unknown and so i was starting i wanted to start over started fresh and i wanted to go into the unknown and end up uh, I found my way by getting. I knew. I knew it was gonna. I was gonna find my way, and that this series is me finding my way. In all my sixty-four years in this business, I'm in the business sixty-four years, so I have seen so much. I've learned one thing: um, you're as good as your last performance. That's it. If you don't make money in your last movie, nobody wants you. It's all about money. They don't give a shit if you're a good actor or they don't care about your career. You think those people that handle you care about your career? They want to know how much money can Jonathan make for us. That's all it is. <laughs> and if you can't bring in the big doll like like Brad Pitt, I think is nothing. I think Brad Pitt is the least of any actor I have ever seen on the screen. And he's worth three hundred million dollars. Brad they will, they will hire Brad. When I was making that movie Hush, he was dating Gwyneth. Yes. And so he was I was with Brad all the time. He he was uh one time I was gonna go have a makeout scene with Gwyneth, and I was like, Oh buddy, I'm so sorry. I, I apologize. I have to go, you know, kiss your girlfriend. <laughs> and he goes, Oh, you'll be the third one this year. <laughs> No, I think it's hard. I, I, no, but he makes fortunes of money for film. And that's why they keep using Brad over and over and over again. As far as his actor ability goes, he's okay. He's never knocked me out. He's never done anything that I said, oh, my God, that was incredible. He's just a, a guy who reads his lines and he smiles. And he looks good. And he looks good. So, Jonathan... I find, I think you're a far better actor than Brad Pitt, if you want the truth. <clears throat> and I'm not saying don't smoke up your ass. I don't do I actually do that. I never <laughs> do that. But I've seen some of your work, and I know your work, and I, I've seen your movies. And you, you, you have a crust about you. You have a crust. Brad Pitt doesn't have a crust. He's oatmeal. He's milk and honey. You are a crust. If you know what I mean. Well, I appreciate that. I think the world of Brad, but, you know. No, I mean, you like him as a friend. Listen, I have friends in the business. I know Angelina Jolie. She grew up in my house. My daughter went to school with her. They were best friends. Okay. And I love Angie. And if they say anything bad about Angie, I get very upset. But let's face it. But Angie is a good actress. She turned out to be good. Oh, yeah. And Angie has done 
some work that I stood back from. Gia, one of the greatest movies, but what was the point of that, though? What point? I never make points. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I understand that, though. So I never really thought about that because because well, I'm not an actor. Uh, no, no, so. but my point was I don't care if he went to the moon to live. If he makes money for the for them, they will push and work for him. You know that, Jimmy. You do the same thing. Jimmy, when we do a movie, the first thing you say to me is, oh, I, 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 I have a movie I want to do. And Jimmy said, you need a star, you need a name, or you're not going to get funded. That's what it's all about. If, if I don't get a big super name, I want Fran Drescher. And Jimmy said, not big enough. I said, Fran Drescher, the nanny's not big enough? He said, no, she's television. You need a, a movie star. You know how to do that. You executive produced some of this stuff. Like, well, see, you are the star, so you're banking on yourself. So that kind of works. Have you produced other films or other films that you've done? Or have you produced them? Yeah, I haven't produced many, but I've produced some films to learn to learn more about the business and and how to you know function. And that's you know, I, when I say that, I, I've been such a character actor for such a long time. I've played so many different roles, and, and I'm the way that I look, you know. Um, leads me to be a leading man but i really wanted to be a, a great actor and uh i worked with the greatest actors around so i just was a character actor for such a long time so my representation would be like he's a great character actor he's just not a good looking guy who's um, not good you not just a good looking guy so that's oh, no, no, i was gonna say i got it that's how they would for sell sure. me and then i realized i wasn't i wasn't a leading man in my life and I wasn't leading, I wasn't leading man material. So when I left and moved to California, I mean, moved to Nashville, Tennessee, I became a, a leading man again in my life. And I became a leading man. And I, then I attracted my own television show. <laughs> Does that make sense? No, absolutely. I became a leading no. man. And people were like, you know. I think Jimmy and I would talk about you and casting you as a leading man. Yeah, I think. Women would love to go to the movies and watch you make out with somebody and, and be the hot guy, the Rock Hudson. Or just of be the actual actor. You know, we need a Rock Hudson. We have no more men. Hollywood is full of these effeminate. They're not gay. They're just effeminate men. Pushovers. There's no more men in film. But yet you have these women with fake tits and they're all sexy and they're these busting women. And the guy is like a little faggot. And you see the little faggot with the sexy woman and it doesn't work because what woman would want that puny little sissy Mary? <laughs> women women that are like, you go to the movie and you see like uh, Sophia Loren. Grant. No, no, Sophia Loren's too old now. But when Sophia was young, when Sophia was at her height, when she was young, could you picture her making love Woody Allen? <laughs> I mean, you go up. <laughs> now, I could see you making love to Sophia. So you are a leading man. Don't don't put it in your head you're not. You oh, are. Is. You are a leading man. You, you are now. And, you and, are and, you know, and, and, and when I look at your body of work, though, most of the things <laughs> that you have been in, you're always like in the top, you know, two or three people. Like on IMDb, you know, they always list the most important people at the top. And you're always at the top of it. Sometimes you're not number one. Um, but but you're always at the top, so you're never like you know uh, a, a thought a, a character that just comes in for a few lines. I mean, you always have a real role, yeah, and you have a great work. You have a great work resume. Your work resume is not exactly shit, Jimmy. Read it. Let everybody know who he's worked with. 
Oh, okay, so... Listen to this, everybody. Gwyneth Paltrow, Kenneth Branagh, Ed Harris, Idris Elba, Antonio Banderas, Bruce Willis, Jennifer Love Hewitt, because I love her, uh, James Caan, Jake Busey, Bill Paxton, Jessica Lange, Jennifer Garner, Patrick Fabian, who was a great guest on our show. He was super terrific. Polly Perrette, who, like, everybody knows her. Um, Jay Hernandez, Jennifer Carpenter, Paul Sorvino, who was on our show, uh, our Bill Paxton, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Olivier Martinez. I saw recently you did something with Anna DeArmas. She's like one of the biggest stars in the world right now. Ty Sheridan, Helen Hunt, John Leguizamo, Dave Bautista, Bruce Willis, Christopher Maloney, Adrian Grenier, uh, Olivier Martinez. I don't know if I said that. Crispin Glover, Lee Schreiber, Wentworth Miller. I don't know. You got like some fucking list. You really work. You work. Uh, and you, you don't have shit here. You know what movie I love that you were in? You won't believe it. How do you know he Jennifer doing? Lewis, the, oh, hook, the, the TV hooker show. movie. He the hooker. The, no, the TV show where Jennifer Love Lewis was like oh, a yeah. lady. I love that movie. Um, it's called The Fight. He loved that. We loved that show. Oh, I found that movie to be so fun. Show, TV series, not a movie. What well, was television? Was <laughs> but it was so much fun. It was campy and cute and... And feel good. What do you think about feel good movies? I made one of the greatest feel good movies of all time. What? That thing you do. That thing you do. Yes. Who? That thing you do. Oh, that thing you do. That was like, so did you have to audition for that? Or how did you get that? Because nobody really knew you hardly then, right? So you probably oh, did I, have I, I I remember I, I had this, um, I went to, I went to Esalen. You know the place called Esalen? Where is that? Okay, so Esalen's in Big Sur, and I went with, with Ellen DeGeneres. We would go up there. Um, I was a good friend with Ellen, and we had the same manager. We would go up to Esalen. And I took this course, and it was like a um, creative visualization. And I wrote in my journal that I would work with Tom Hanks and Jessica Lange. And I mean, I swear, I, the ink had just dried in that book, and – I got a phone call that I had an audition for Tom Hanks and I knew it was destined. I was going to do it. And I went in there and auditioned. I was scared to death. I, but I, I shined cause he was in the room and I got, I, I got the role right then and there. He, so you can actually sing. Did you sing your own stuff or did they have you guys just lip syncing? I sang, I quit. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> did you play an instrument for real or no? I learned. Okay. We had, we had an eight-week boot camp, basically. So everyone in the band, uh, except for Steve Zahn and Ethan Ember, Ethan Ember knew how to play bass, and Steve Zahn knew how to pick, like country pick, so he had to learn how to do uh, more rock and roll guitar and lead guitar. And I learned how to play rhythm guitar and vocals, and Tom Ember Scott learned how to play the drums. I like love had tuners. It was amazing. Every single day we'd be, like, you know, <laughs> grinding it out. Every single day I sang in churches every every Sunday. Um, it was an amazing experience doing that thing you do. I like love it. It was a great film when it came out. I mean, I haven't seen it in like twenty. I mean, I'm, like surprised, I'm surprised you guys haven't brought up the Doom Generation. Oh, I so uh, actually I'm doing a movie with. Uh, uh, I'm doing what movie with James Duvall. Uh, um, yeah, James Duvall is really cool. Actually, we're going to an Oscar party he's going to be at, too. Because we see him going to events. We go to a lot of red carpets and stuff. So the Doom Generation, he would not have seen the Doom Generation. Why not? Because um, you just haven't seen it. Isn't why, why the, why isn't the, in the Charm Girl in that, too? Uh, yeah, Rose McGowan. 
Bill McGowan and you. So tell us about the Doom Jenner because that's a cult. That's a huge cult, you know, fan film. Well, last year we went to Sundance with it. So it premiered 1995 at Sundance Film Festival. It was a groundbreaking film. I think it won Best New Film or something like that. Won something. Um, something infamous in, in Sundance's history. And they brought it back last year. And we watched it. Me, Greg Rackey, and James Duvall watched it at the Egyptian Theater 30 years later. And we had the same, they had the same response that they did back then. Uh, the only difference was I wasn't uh, scared to death. I was very. Uh, so tell me what is the movie about that, for people who don't know. A, that's a sign, you know, of a solid movie. I want you to know that. Because mm-hmm. I used to belong to the uh, Los Angeles um, Museum for, for old film, you know. And they played Casablanca one night. And it got the same response as it did in 1940. The same reviews, the same everything. That's how solid Casablanca is. Uh, do you agree with that? Yeah, I, I haven't seen it. Um, it's been, you know, year, I mean, probably 20 years since I've seen it. But I can imagine it would, you know. It holds up today exactly as it did in 1940. Isn't that amazing? As, as did Gone with the Wind. So your film you're talking about may have the same substance that it holds up now as it did in '95. Yeah, what? It's, it's not Casablanca. <laughs> it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be, but it can hold up. Just, just some piece. Some listen. There are sayings that we use today that movie stars have said in movies that we all know. Betty Davis, why ask for the moon? We have the stars. Stayings like that, lines that they did in film that are still being used today, 80 years later. It's amazing how film is so important to, to the world. Uh, what, what, what I are love you, film. What are you most recognized for? Like, if you're walking down the street, what do they mostly recognize you from? That thing you do. Do they really? Okay. Yeah. People love that. You know, it, that movie, talking about, you know, 30 years later, well, it's not 30 years, but it's almost. Um, that holds up and has gotten critically acclaimed in the last two years. So before they, when it came out, it was had so much hype because Tom Hanks had just won two Academy Awards and it didn't do, you know, it wasn't number one movie. And um, so, you know, it has to be that like, like uh, Ron was saying, it's gotta be a box office successor. It doesn't matter. But nowadays people love that movie for its longevity. Like you can watch that movie 10 times a year and still love it. It's, oh, it's now, you mentioned Paul Servino, who was one of our friends. We love Paul very much. Paul was uh, another Italian, of course, which we bonded. And he uh, said to us, I bought a farm in Pennsylvania and nobody gave me work. I got rid of the farm and moved back to L.A. and people saw me and I got work. So it just proves out of sight, out of mind. Paul Savino is a brilliant actor. That was before the the the, the digital age, because that was back in like two thousand like seventeen or eighteen that he told us that. You know, now that it's got ancient history. It's not that. Now you don't though. even have to do, go to audition. You do tapes and you send them. No, in. I know that, but that's not what he was saying. He was saying He was saying when he lived in the farm in Pennsylvania, nobody knew he was alive. They thought he died. 
when he came back to California, he went to parties and he was seen around and people said, oh, yeah, get Servino. I just saw him in a restaurant. That kind of thing is what it is. That would be my fear. I was going to ask my question that you stepped on my face, so I'm going to knock the shit out of you <laughs> for doing that. I'm a tough guy. I play very tough movies. I play gangsters all the time. Listen, Jonathan, my point was, do you think that moving to Tennessee puts you out of the circuit? Well, I uh, I did a film with Paul Servino. Uh, um, so I love him. I could hear him saying that. And I could I could hear him say that, and I, I agree with that. I think that I used to get movies all the time. People, you know, I bump into people at the Soho House, and they'd be like, "Jonathan, we're doing this movie." The next thing you know, I'm in Bulgaria making a movie. So, I but you know, you got to be a, you got to be at the right place at the right time. Totally, totally. And so you know, my series coming out. I think it's people. People get to see it. Um, I'm going to have a huge audience. It's going to do really well. It, it appeals to uh, very big demographics. You know, being a PG-13, we have a bigger audience than. Um, I love that. Yeah. But the question was, I should have abbreviated it. Outside out of mind, do you believe in that? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, Hollywood's forgot about me. I don't have an agent. They're, they're, they've. I mean, I have my managers trying to get me jobs all the time and people probably are just like, what, what's he done lately? But, you know, I got a movie out with Heather Graham that's got critically acclaimed. Um, it's on Shudder and I have a TV series coming out that I'm, I'm, I'm so excited about. But what I see now, let me talk about 1955 Hollywood. Glamour Magazine, Jane Mansfield, tits are hanging out. Tony Curtis, is he gay? Rock Hudson, da-da-da. PR, PR, PR. They bombarded us with PR. New movie coming out with Rock Hudson. Can't wait to see it, everybody. Got to see Rock Hudson making out with Jane uh, Wyman. They threw it at us right and left. We couldn't wait to go to the movies. We watched the coming attractions. There's Jonathan Sheck. Look what he's doing. Let's go see Jonathan's movie. We were so hopped up because of PR. Today, PR costs a fortune, and not too many people use it. But we need PR in the business. Because look at this now, what's going on with this broad, the blonde, the little kid that they want to finance Biden. What's her name? Oh, Taylor Swift. Look at Taylor Swift, <laughs> the publicity she's getting because of Biden. She couldn't pay for that kind of PR. She doesn't need it, though. She doesn't need it. That's the problem is the people who, 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 who get a lot of PR don't actually need it. And the people who So my, I, my word is, if you have a movie, oh, yeah, oh, this pisses me off. Ron, you're in a movie, but please don't talk about it. Why can't I talk about it? They're going to steal that piece of shit? <laughs> I read the script. Right. Who's going to steal it? You're lucky you can make it, let alone, okay, I won't talk about it. Worst you could do. The best thing you could do is to see Jonathan's in a new movie and he gets to do question mark. That's how you sell a movie before it's made. It's called pre-publicity. Don't let me go on because I can go on forever. He hates the fact that he's in all these movies, but we're not allowed to talk about him. I and a lot of them are because I've got like eight movies that are in different stages of production. I'm in six movies. And, uh, not, six movies. We're not allowed to, I'm not, not allowed, allowed to talk about it. He's not allowed to tell who's already signed. I'm not allowed anything. to say one thing about the six movies. 
until the like, money's all totally in the bank. And one movie I'm in, one movie it. I'm in, I do for a friend of mine because I'm in two of his movies already, and this is three, the third one of the same movie. So I said yes to him because he's my friend. But he said, don't talk about it. And I thought to myself, oh, trust, trust me, I won't talk about this one. <laughs> <laughs> that's my other thing so i'm producing a bunch of films and i've i, I charity you know, work <laughs> i uh so i have a like a i can tell you the dollar so i have an eight million and a 35 million that are both almost funded um we you know, gotta put, we can talk about gotta it. put you in one of and his then, movies uh, so i could get to work with you I think you and I together. Oh, I know how to get in touch with him. No, I, I would fun. like to. Play, I'd like to play a tough guy with him. I could play his father. We could be Guineas in Brooklyn. And I, hey, could, I love it. I want to be Guinea in Brooklyn. And I, and I could be Look your at those fucking arms. Play, and I, I could be your old man. I, I think you could absolutely. That'd I be think great. we would be good together because I don't look like this when I work. I get real Guinea looking. No, I like love it. All right, so so uh, he is right though. But I noticed though, like with your with Blue Ridge, like they're doing publicity now. You know, they're they're doing a lot of publicity. I've seen now that I know that you're in it. Now I've, I when I see it, I know what it is. You know, so I'm seeing a lot of different publicity. Yeah, don't they it. ask you to do tours anymore? Years ago, they asked the actor to do theater tours. Where guess what? Jonathan's live in RKO in Manhattan theater, and Jonathan would go and the, that's how we got money and made movies. What is with these woke jerk-offs or these stupid people in Hollywood that are 12 years old and they think they know how to run Hollywood and they don't know how to run Hollywood because they're fucking... Just ask him, ask him the question. Do I you can't. get publicity or do they have you doing like a, like PR junkets for, for, for Blue Ridge or not yet because it hasn't come out yet? You got to do that, Jonathan. That's how yeah. you get that name out there. Yeah, I, I know. I, we're, we're figuring out how to do radio tours, sort of like a, a more like... Um, a rock band would do, you know, yes. like go because we want to hit certain cities. And um, I mean, I could do that from my home. I could do a radio tour. Um, yes. Look what you're doing now. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know that five, five million people are watching you right now? They will watch it by the end of Five it, yes. million people. Isn't this wonderful what we have here, this this stupid TV shit? Five, <laughs> million, five million people are watching Jonathan. So make it happen. Push it. You are a leading man. You will be cast only as a leading man. Send it out there. Because we need men, and you're a guy. Do you know what I mean? Look, yeah. look at that Barbie movie. I wouldn't watch that piece of shit in the pavement. <laughs> they all look like sissy fairies in it. Pink. Anyway, that's a Barbie movie. Oh, isn't I mean, he likes Jason Statham, so, I so like you're kind of like Jason, Jason Statham. Statham is my guy because he beats the shit out of 40 people at once. Well, you're going to love Blue Ridge because that's all I do. <laughs> we're definitely, we're going to watch the movie tonight because they say it's I watch TV. Jason and I say, yay, go, no, that's a he guy. Loves I love him. Because he's the last of the men. You know, I, but I act, okay, of course, I act very tough. You know, fix you up. I'll get real. Get over here, you. What are you talking about? Yeah, you know. Wait a second. Okay, so anyway, I he plays a tough later, guy. I a get lot. you later in the alley. He plays a tough guy a lot of the time. When I get you in the alley, I put a bullet in your head, and then I put a bullet in your eye. So I think that it's very smart that your 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 show mm -hmm. is going to be PG thirteen. That's not pushing. Wait, hold it. Stop. Please. 
slowly because we have a lot of old people that watch our show. Tell us about your show, the name, and where we can see it and when. Okay, April 7th, my TV series called Blue Ridge is coming out on the Cowboy Way channel. It is a production of um, INSP, which is a, a cable station that runs all the old cowboy movies. So INSP, you will find it on INSP after we run it on the Fast Channel. Which How is- do we find this ISP? INSP, it's on it's on every cable network. Every everybody has it. So in other no, words, no, it's the I, Cowboy Channel. Well, no, I'm doing it for the old bags. I know, but they don't need to know the INSP part. Oh, look, look, all the old bags know INSP. <laughs> all they have to do they is do? know the Cowboy yeah. Channel. I don't know. I'm Ridge. an old bag. <laughs> the, the, the station that runs all the old westerns. The one that you you know when you're I, I, oh, I didn't even had a station like that. I watch Turner Classic or it's I like, watch YouTube. It's just like that. It's the same thing though as Turner Classic except for yeah. Capital movies. So people out there that are my age, you go down to the bottom where all those things are and you find and you hit it. Now they understand. So it's called Blue Ridge, you guys. First you want that's the TV series that comes out April seventh, you said, right? April seventh. Right now 7th. the movie is on Tubi, you guys, Blue Ridge. Um, so you can see the the movie that launched the whole thing. It's also on Peacock, um, uh, PG thirteen, which I think is super smart. So I, I actually produced a lot of like I'm in the process of producing a lot of family movies, you know, content that's a little bit you know more widely because I don't feel like there's enough good family content out there. Um, I do think that Yellowstone is a great show, but like I would like I mean you know, I, I almost feel hang on I'm talking oh, I, I almost feel like it's rude. <laughs> Almost too much for me to like watch. It's so violent and so, but I mean, it's like bad violent. Like you know, it's like I don't know. Have you seen Yellowstone? I'm sure you probably have because that's a competition. I mean, I just think the the girl that plays Kevin Costner's daughter daughter is probably one of the greatest like actresses like ever. She's so Amazing. phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um, I like that. Um, um, but I do think it's a great show. But uh, the chat room, a lot of people have seen it, so they're saying uh, they they saw the first movie and that it's like really good. So I'm very glad that you got a TV series out of it. So now I want to ask you a, a different kind of question, and I like to ask this to all the actors, and I would have never asked you this ten years ago, twelve years ago. Um, so bucket list, like you've worked with almost everybody, you know. So bucket list, if you could work with anybody, male or female, living or dead, or living and dead. Who would you have liked to, to work with? And then the second half of the question will be, if you could have ever been in any movie that's ever been made, what movie would you have liked to have been in? Hmm. Well, I got to say, I'd love to work with Anthony Hopkins because he's older and, he, and he's not going to be, I mean, he could be around forever, but. Um, yeah, he's terrific. He's a terrific guy in person also. Yeah. He's the one, the one that I haven't worked with. I mean, I, I got, I got to work with Sean Penn, but I didn't get to be on film with him. Um, I got to work with Warren Beatty, but I didn't get to be on film with him. He peed next to Warren Beatty in a hotel. claim to fame. I also i i had this um, i had this dream that I'm going to be in Mel, a Mel Gibson movie that he directs. So, put that out there. Um, okay, so I'm doing a movie with Mel Gibson, and. Uh, He's already like signed on to it, from what I understand. It's the thirty-five million dollar movie that we're working on, and and we haven't and cast all it. the lead and people. I'm in so, it. I'm in it. so I'm we in haven't it. cast all the lead people yet. So when we get to the part of casting the rest of the people, if there's anything that might be good for you, I'll see if we can uh, get. In, I'll get in touch with you at least and let, let you take a look at it. 
That'd be great. I want to work with Mel Gibson. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, what it's movie? Me. If I could have been in a movie, I mean, I would have loved to been from here to eternity. I would have loved to play Montgomery Cliff's part. Oh, you got it. You got it. Oh, you absolutely got it. Could I want to play that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have fought you for that part. Yeah. It's great. We watched well, I, I, was a, I was age appropriate. You weren't because you weren't born yet. <laughs> <laughs> so I would have gotten the part. Screw you, Johnny. <laughs> you would have beat me out. <laughs> you would have been playing marbles yet on the, the neighborhood streets. Wait, who was a female? What was the female? Who was yeah, the where female? Were you, where were you like raised? Jonathan, where were you raised? I was raised in Baltimore. Baltimore? How'd yeah. your mother get from Brooklyn to Baltimore? I think my grandfather was in the mob and moved, had to move down and became a librarian. I mean, why would he become a librarian? Probably. Probably. That sounds right. That's <laughs> <laughs> totally right. I know everything. Everybody I know. That's that story. All my friends have that story. My uncle, my father, <laughs> my grandfather. My father, we, my mother, my sister, and myself, and my grandmother, we moved to California in 1950. And I said to my mother, I said, how come Papa's not coming? She said, oh, he's got business. He can't leave. <laughs> <laughs> my father shut us out of town quick. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, he has business. He can't leave. So it's the best part of being Italian from Brooklyn. <laughs> who, who are some of the female? Because you've worked with so many people. Who are some female leading ladies that you would like to work with? Well, I love to work Don't, with Angelina Jolie. We mentioned her. Um, yeah, she's a yeah, she's a good actress. Paul's daughter, Mira Savino. I'd love to work with her. Um, yes. Which, who? Mira. Mira oh, Savino. Well, I I might be working with Mira. Yeah. She's oh, right. in a movie, she's a movie where she's going to play my. Um, my son's girlfriend. My son is Sean Kanan, and she will. Mira will be you know Sean. Do you know Sean Kanan? Yeah. Oh, he's a really good he's friend a of ours. Very good friend of mine. Yeah, he, he lives. My- does he live out there? Because we used to go out to Palm Springs together, me and Sean. He lives. Well, he has a house in Palm Springs, yeah. and then he lives in L.A. We just and, went to a party. Uh, we went to a party with him last weekend. Um, yeah, but he plays my son, and Mira uh, is up. What happened was Paul Savino was supposed to play the mob boss in my movie. But but he said that he won't work with Mira. So I said, Paul, why wouldn't you work with Mira? He said, we don't like to work together in the film. So I couldn't use Mira. But now that Paul has passed away. But he loved the script, though. And he loved the script because it's a mafia script. And uh, Mira plays uh, Sean's fiancé. Everybody, Great part for everybody loves Sean Kanan too, but everybody loves you in the chat room. Everybody loves Sean Kanan. We've he comes yeah, on he, the show he like Sean Kanan has studied acting in acting class together way back. Oh, did you? Oh, that's who you and cool. Sean. That's yeah. super cool. He, yeah. um, Cobra Kai. Did you watch the last season? Did you watch Cobra Kai? Like, I love it because it's so 80s, and he's so also on the beautiful. I used to come, Billy Zabka moved here, but. I mean, maybe 15 years ago, I used to come to Nashville, Tennessee with Billy Zabka. And we would go to the Make-A-Wish Charity Foundation every single year. And Billy Zabka would talk about how he, he thought that his character in Karate Kid needed to have redemption. And they was going to try to bring it back. He was always trying to bring it back. And then finally, when television started becoming the key, 
I know he had a lot to do with, you know, getting Cobra Kai going and making it happen. And then when that happened, I was like, Sean, you're going to get on Cobra Kai because it's taking off. And he did. He was like, he did. Just you wait. I can't talk about it. I can't talk about it. But I'm well, going to no, be able to. He talked about it with us. Yeah, he told but, us that he was going to. But he's also on the Bold and Beautiful again. Is he really? Yeah, he's and he, also has a, so, he has his own TV show called Studio City. Emmy Award winning show. I was I was so happy for him to win that award when he won it. You know, that's yeah, so yeah. And Michelle got Michelle got an Emmy for directing. Um, oh, so Michelle, you know Michelle, right? Do you know yes, his wife? I didn't no. know that. I didn't know she yes. got an Emmy. She got an Emmy for directing Best Direction of Studio City. Oh, that's awesome. Fantastic. So all is good with all of it. So I love it. So so what else do we have coming out? So everybody needs so first of all, you guys follow Jonathan on um on Instagram, it's at John Sheck, S-C-H-A-E-C-H. He spells it, you know, difficult to, to figure out. Um, uh, I also follow your wife. So just say hi to your wife for us, Julie. His wife's name is Julie. His well, name is actress. Camden. She's actress. No, she's not an actress. She's a – I forgot what – something like that's good for the world. Like she's like a is person she, gives, back, she, she like, gives things back to the world did, and whatever did, she did does. Did you, you marry an Italian? I didn't. She's far from Italian. <laughs> Her name is Julie Solomon. She's uh, she teaches people how to make money off Instagram. Oh yeah, my she teaches people about empowers women how to go into business is what she does. I didn't marry an Italian girl either. I married a Dutch girl, and my parents said to me, "What, what kind of thing is Dutch? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of thing is Dutch? Oh, <laughs> what kind of thing is Dutch? You're supposed to marry Italian, Ronnie." I said, well, I didn't meet an Italian girl. I met a Dutch girl. I like one. Oh, they, they could never, they never got over it. They said, oh, they're cold. The Dutch are very cold. So, you should have married a nice Italian girl. So everybody, you need to go on to uh, Shudder if you have a membership at Shudder and watch his movie with Heather Graham, which is called? Suitable Flesh. Suitable Flesh. Suitable and, Flesh, uh, an H.B. Lovecraft story. Um, we've swapped the, the genders uh, Heather plays more of the, the, the protagonist, which was written to be male, and I play basically her housewife. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. There's scenes in there that I had more fun probably than any other scenes I've ever done before in my life. So it's a horror movie, though, right? Because it's on Shutter, so it has it is. to be. It's, it's, a, it's a, a horror film. It's directed by Joe Lynch. It's a very good movie. Oh, it's Joe cosmic Lynch. horror. It's twisted. It's funny. It's campy. It's old school. It's like a Stuart Gordon movie. So that's it. People love it if you love those films. I used to know Stuart Gordon. Those films are so much. I love to leave a movie and say to Jimmy, I feel good. Yeah. I I hate when I leave a movie and I say, what a waste of of money on that piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, then also, you want to check out Blue Ridge, the movie. It's on Tubi and, and Peacock. Uh, and then on April 7th, we're going to watch the on the Cowboy Channel, the series, Blue Ridge, the series. We're going to watch the movie so we can see. And I'm happy you up. don't have a beard so we could see that nice face again. <laughs> You're an Italian. Show that gorgeous Italian. I, I, got, I got one little thing that rules my world, and that's my three-year-old daughter. And she said, Daddy, I want you to grow a beard. That's perfect. So your, your daughter wanted you to grow. You're like, you're like me. You listen to your children. My yeah. daughter's my life. Still. Yeah. Still. <laughs> All right. My one daughter will be 55 in a couple of weeks, and she became my mother. 
you know, daddy, take your medicine. Daddy, don't walk. Daddy, don't breathe. Daddy, don't jump. Daddy, don't move. Like I'm going to break. I'm going to die any minute. So wait till your daughter's 30. Wait till she's 55. No, she's three. No, she's three. Oh, three. Oh, I thought he said 30. If he was 30. I, I, I was going to say you had your kids young. <laughs> No, 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 no. People say, people say to me, how old are you, Ron? I say 50. <laughs> how old are you, yeah. five? <laughs> Jonathan, it's been such a great time catching You're up. Terrific. Thank you so much. I wish you all the luck in everything you do. Uh, when I get some big stuff funded that I can put you in as a leading man, I'm going to let you take a look at it. And, and I uh, call you amico. You know what amico means in Italian? What does amico mean? Friend. Yeah. Because I feel like you're my friend now. And I'll yeah. see you. I know we're going to see you. I know. Yeah. I look forward to that day. No, so we're going to Thank you so much. All the best to your, You're a your terrific family. guy, jo Jonathan. You're a down-to-earth, regular Joe. And that's why our audience loves you. Yeah, thank they're, they're going to love you. And I, hope, regular and I hope that Blue Ridge becomes like 50 times more popular than Yellowstone. Yes, and I can't wait seasons. to see you as a leading man making love to Angelina Jolie. There you go. I love it. <laughs> Thanks so much, Jonathan. Take, Take care. care. Jonathan. Bye bye. Have a good week. Have a good week, buddy. What a sweet guy he Isn't is. He what great. a nice guy. So we're gonna play real quick. Hey, uh, um, we're gonna play the Blue Ridge Trail real quick, you guys. So Juan, play the Blue Ridge Trail, and then when we come back. We'll come back with our next guest, Alex. So play here, you guys, the trailer for his TV movie called Blue Ridge, and we can watch it on Tubi. Did you make this? Yeah. Not much different from making a gun or an instrument. It's all about purpose. Purpose. They both move people. Heard a lot about the sheriff. Travel across the country, take a job in some small town. You coming? Come on, you can shake a few hands, kiss baby. Sheriffs don't kiss babies. Sir. Sir. What? We've got a problem, Sheriff. No murder weapon. Who are the suspects? At this point, the whole town. I always thought of her as too big for Blue Ridge. She married big city money, and I think she died because of that land. Our family's been fighting over that land since the war of northern aggression. I'm gonna be waiting for you outside. We're about to walk into a backwoods wake who won't take kindly to an outsider. Got it. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Can you help me get them in the trunk? Yep. Three days, sir. 
Now it's mountain justice. Your wife's murdered. You lied to me about where you were. You know what they say about a grease fire? Don't put water on it. This town wants answers. Clean this up. There's innocent people here. There's my family. You're the bravest man I've ever known. And I make you nervous. That's a good thing. When a man leaves this life, all he has is his legacy. What did I kill for that land? Absolutely. What did I? If you pull that gun, I'm going to have to kill you. Guys, see, so how Blue nice, Ridge, see how nice looking he is without the beard. Blue Ridge is on Tubi, Peacock, Amazon Prime, and Freebie, you guys. Um, so now we're going to bring on our next guest. Let's see if we can hear him. Bring him on in, Juan. Hello. Hello. It's Alex Bram. Hi from Los Angeles, California. Great to be on your show. Thanks a lot. Hey, looks perfect. So, so everybody, I told everybody this. So first, let me introduce you to everybody. So this is my cool, outrageous man of that town co-host, Ron Russell. Hi. Hi. Hello, Ron. Why do you do that outrageous man about town? That's because that's your. That's I don't go anywhere. I sit home like a fucking house. (laughs) All I do is watch television every night. I do shit for shit. So we told everybody at the beginning uh, of the show that we had originally uh, we originally had Angel Bradford because we've been advertising that she was coming on um, and that she was unable to make it. And Matt Chasen, being a great guy um, and a great manager. Uh, filled you in on us. So we want to, number one, thank you for taking time to come on the show since we've never met and never talked. We don't know that much about you. But I took a lot of notes in a half an hour. <laughs> so we're very happy to have you on. So you're in L.A. I am in L.A. It's a pleasure to meet you both. I wanted to start off with uh, Tehran. I married a, an Italian, Rene <laughs> Pizzata. Uh, I not only married an Italian, but I married an Italian with a good show business career. She's a recurring character on the Frasier show, so she's she's more famous than I, but I am uh, an up-and-coming horror director. But but does, does, she, does she cook Italian? Oh, of course. So well, you're not, I pay you slaughter 100 because <laughs> there's no food like Italian food. Oh, but there's nothing like it. I only cook Italian. Yeah. I, only, I like Chinese food if I don't eat Italian food. So wait, we have we have people we have a bunch of people in the chat room. So wait a minute. So hide now, everybody now, in the now chat that room. we opened the door to personal stuff, I can please say hi to everybody in the chat room real quick. Hello, chat audience. Hello, great to meet you. There you go. All right, go ahead. Ask what you want. Okay, to ask. got kids? No kids, pets. Oh, what kind of pets? We like pets. We have three dogs. Rescues. I I am flanked by pit bulls. They are my hellions, my hellhounds. They protect me from evil. <laughs> I'm a horror guy, so everything's in the context of horror. Mythology. I want to just talk about something now. I saw on the news last night a woman on the hood of a car that was speeding. Yeah. Hanging on to the car because she was seated at an outdoor restaurant in Manhattan. No, with, no in L.A. In, oh, in L.A. Yes. With her uh, bulldog. Two guys got out of a car, grabbed the bulldog, and pulled it into the car. She wanted her dog's back. She jumped on the car. The car proceeded to drive with her on the hood fast, and they turned a corner, and she flew off. And now she's looking for her dog. I would kill anybody. Any motherfucker went near my dog, I'd kill him. (laughs) 
his dogs probably what you probably can't get too close to <laughs> their pit bulls. Actually, no, but is it's that, like a misnomer though. Because is that story the most saddest story you ever heard in your life? That's awful. That is awful. He was on the hood of the car, trying to set, to open the car up to get her door. I mean, how heart wrenching is that? We have a little seven pound dog we take everywhere, and like my love, would never let my that love. happen. So. So I think though, because um, do you know who Lorraine Landon is? She's because she's in a lot of horror movies. She's a pretty well-known actress. Um, anyway, her name is Lorraine Landis, and she's pit bulls, and and she basically, you know, has several pit bulls, and she's like basically like it's a misnomer, you know, like pit bulls. They're like they're like little love dogs. They sit on her lap, even though they're huge and they can't fit, and and things like that. And so, every every dog can be vicious. It's how you treat them. If you treat them poorly, they'll be vicious. But if you treat a dog with love and understanding and, and romance, th that's what you get, right? I need to, but it'll fit. Trust me. I need to insert a plug for one of my films. You'll see how this fits beautifully. We're developing a story where the main character avenges people who treat pets, for example, leave dogs in hot cars. So what they do is they track per they would, in that example, let's say the person left a car, a dog in a hot car, the killer tracks down that person and then tortures them with heat because that was what they did. Oh, good. I, oh, love, I love it. I love it. Good. <laughs> it's called Black Dog and actually created by my Italian wife, Renee Pizzotta. So you see how it all ties together. I don't know when to insert a plug. So I'm going to see Alec. Trust me. I'm not, I'm not lying. Wait, what was it called? I will Black love it. Black tongue? Black dog. Oh, black, black dog. dog. Oh, okay, I didn't see that on your IMDb, so you haven't we're, put that out yet. It's in development. We're, we're still writing um, it and all of that. But so You guys, Alex has a production company. It's it. called panicattackfilms.net. He also, um, his Instagram is uh, at Bram underscore Alex, and uh, he's won a Best Director Award. Um, he has a project which is called Geisting, and so... I have the trailer for that. I hope I pulled the right one. It's the one with Bonnie Aarons, right? The one with Bonnie Aarons, and the lead is an Italian actress called Renee Pizzotta. Who's your wife. <laughs> <laughs> but no, see, so so the thing that's funny about it is, so I first Googled Geisting, and another Geisting came, and it said it was a horror comedy, and I wasn't sure if it was yours. I sent it to our engineer. And then I was like looking at it going, I'm not sure if this is the right one. I don't know. Is there a more than one Geisting film or do you have more than one trailer? Mine's the funny good one. Oh, I did the, oh, I don't know if no, I'm No, I'm, just, I'm playing, I'm playing. If there is another one, I'm, I'm unaware of it, but there should only be one. It opens up with like a guy sitting there relaxing and then like a lady's head pops up like she was giving him a blowjob. Is that your film? <laughs> that's my dirty little film. Now, um, I just, just I use a different trailer that looks better. I used the one that the Bonnie Aaron's in it, like at the beginning, uh, just because oh. we're doing, hopefully doing a movie with her. So, because it looks phenomenal. This is a great trailer. I watched the trailer to this and I was like, this guy's got a lot of talent. Um, Let's do a Bon. Thank you. Let's do a Bonnie Aaron story after you, you run the trailer. Absolutely. And just real fast. Uh, the title Geisting refers to poltergeisting. So it's basically, um, it follows a team of ghost hunters, but as well, what's unique about Geisting is that it, it takes everything from the perspective of the poltergeist themselves. It's a poltergeist show and their struggles and how they learn to be a good poltergeist or not be a good poltergeist. So that's what it's about. So, uh, and I love ghost movies. No, this is going to be a, a, a very cool movie. So this short has won like awards all over the place, right? It has. I understand it has 
from, from what I understand, and I don't know if the, I'm going to guess these are all best TV pilot, best horror short, best horror comedy standout performance for your wife, best visual effects. Um, it was listed as a, a, a con pre- premiere title in the Hollywood Reporter Variety uh, Screen International. It was it featured in all the cons publications. Uh, so this is like a best what? Best director. Well, I said that. Earlier. Best director. Yes. Oh, that. Yes. Oh, that old thing. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys. Uh, so so Juan, play the the second trailer for this. Let him let, let Alex introduce it. We'll play the trailer. You hang on. You will come right back. Go ahead. No, no. Introduce it for everybody. Since it's yours. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the horrifying yet uh, thrilling and humorous world of geisting. Take it away. Your providence guides our lives. Guys, so the spirits of people who left this earth with some super serious issues. Was it good for you? I'm already picking up some very strong readings here. You're talking about us. We the readings, girl. You said Izzy died of natural causes. A totally natural She was fat. Oh, she needs to die. Number one, uh, I love the trailer. I love the way you did the special effects. I can see why it like one looks like a good movie. Like, did you uh, did did this come out? So, have you seen have you seen that show Ghosts? Because yeah. I, I kind of saw that show Ghosts, but then I looked and it was almost like yours came out before theirs. We they copied. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. But we predated all the current uh, zeitgeist that's there. We were a little ahead of our times. But listen, we had our run. We 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 won a lot of awards, and and geisting has led me to my current situation, which is a good one. They the lady in the film is supposed to play my wife. Yeah, I'm doing a film, and we're we're talking with Bonnie Aaron's about playing his wife because I produce films and Mon's an actor. And I so, have a Bonnie uh, Aaron story I would like to share. Okay, sure. I love Bonnie Aarons. For anybody who doesn't know, who's not familiar with horror, you guys, Bonnie Aarons is the nun in the nun movies. Um, and she's awesome. And she's, you know, in those movies, she's super scary. In this movie, she's like a normal person, which I haven't seen her as a normal person too many times. <laughs> the first thing I want to say is Bonnie Aarons is a true kind of actor studio actor. So she acts and she can act very well. So I was very thrilled to be able to get her to be more than just a monster in, in Geisting. By the way, for your fans, uh, I'm going to provide a link so that they can all watch Geisting for free, including yourselves. And I'll just give you a link. Cool. And be sort of a secret little backdoor thing. Uh, we won't tell the distributors, but y'all should see it. It's 18 oh. minutes. It's 18 minutes of, of, of juicy uh, Bonnie Aaron's uh, shenanigans and me. So I wanted to tell you the story about when I first met her. So I, I, I got the the notice that she liked the script and she wanted to do it. And so I was to meet her at her at her place. So I go meet her at her place, which is a little remote and kind of overlooking an ocean. It's kind of like a gothic setting. It's kind of dark. And she is um, 
She's listen. She's dramatic. <laughs> I'll say that she's a little scary. I guess I would say so. I was a little scared. I was scared of the whole situation. I didn't quite know her. So I go up there. Now, by the way, I'm a Cuban from Miami. I, I should say, but Miami. But yeah, Miami. La raza. Okay, let me stay focused. So Bonnie. Um, so she invites me in and we're kind of chatting, but the big thing that she was doing was she was going to cook for me now. And she was going to cook fish for me. So there's this kind of kettle, like a cauldron, maybe we'll call it. So she's putting things in the cauldron. The ingredients don't look like she picked them up at Publix. They look like she went out into the woods and got a brand, got a a fish out of the ocean with her teeth. It, it, the, the, the ingredients are rustic is what I'm saying. So she's putting all this stuff in the pot and she's like, you're going to eat this, right? And I'm like, what is it? She's like, it's salmon. I mentioned that I'm Cuban from Miami. It turns out I don't like salmon. Usually, like I usually will pass on salmon. I like mahi mahi and a lot. I'm not a my, but I was going to eat this salmon because <laughs> I didn't want to end up in the cauldron myself. Again, I, I learned this was an, a first meeting. She's a lovely, that's why I started with, she's a lovely act, actor and all that kind of thing. But anyways, when I first met her, I was terrified. So she's putting all this stuff into this cauldron, branches and fish and, and vegetables and onions. And I'm like, I'm going to eat this. I don't care. I'm going to man up and just eat this thing. So... And I didn't know if it was going to be what <laughs> I was going to take one for the team because we needed Bonnie Aaron's in the movie. I didn't know what it was going to taste like. Turns out master chef. Oh, the, most, the most delicious thing I've ever tasted in my life. I still think of it. So anyways, I wanted to share that story where I was so frightened. I didn't quite know. And the surprise was she's a great chef. And by the way, for your, for your, for your project, uh, a delight, and like I said, to start with, just a wonderful um, act. She's playing a normal. She's playing a normal person in the film we're doing. Also, she's playing his wife. You know, just like a normal. What person. movie is it? Uh, Dave Bailey's movie. Oh, oh, that, that's a good. Oh, that's oh, yeah, a, good, it's a really good. One. Very good script. Like, oh, she, we have a really good cast. She has I'm an in, excellent part. I'm in the middle. Oh, of Oh yeah, she's I'm, gonna love that script. I'm in the middle of fundraising mm-hmm. for it. At you the know, moment. I read a lot of shitty scripts, but that one is great. Actually, it's I, a miracle when they're good, isn't it? You're like, what? I get so excited when a good one lands. And people send me scripts all the time. I'm in the business. I'm in the business 64 years. I don't get excited. You know what I mean? How can I get excited anymore? This script, when I read it, I said to Jimmy, "Oh yeah, tell him I'll definitely do it." I play uh, father to do- Oh, it's very good script. Excellent. So one thing I liked about you in the little bit of time that I had to research you. Um, was I liked it. So when I went to your website, panicattackfilms.net, you know, it basically talks about how you guys um, are into like creating new and original, you know, horror and horror genre type content. And I like the fact that it said new and original because like that trailer we just saw, that's definitely original. And I'm kind of getting so sick of like everybody's redoing like uh, all the remakes of everything that ever has been made. And, and there's so many good writers and there's so many good filmmakers that, that like, I'm just happy that like, that you, you're focusing more on new content and you're not doing, you know, Friday the 13th, Well, I like the, dog, the Black Dog movie. I can't wait for that to come out <laughs> because I have vengeance in my heart. And I, I say kill those people. Anyone that abuses a dog or any animal, put them against a wall and just shoot them down like a dog. <laughs> yeah, I kill them. I kill them all. 
You're right. It, it triggers a, a it triggers passion in the audience. So anytime you can trigger passion in the audience, yes. How can you hurt a dog? So how many pit bulls do you have? Two. Two pit bulls. And are they rescues or did you raise them for as babies? Yes. You get them. Yes. Good, for you. Good for we you. We have three, we have three rescues. We have a, 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 a we have a a, a, a fila, a Brazilian fila mastiff, and we have a seven pound poodle terrier, and we have a thirty pound. Uh, Shetland, Shetland, what? It's a the, the sheepdog. Sheepdog. It's like a sheepdog. Yeah, beautiful. And they're all rescues. And I say to everybody out there, if you're lonely, or if you feel your life is void or something, rescue dog. Love you. Love and, you forever. And you will be so happy. Absolutely. I like love it. I think it works too for what you do since you're into. So tell oh, me. I'm going to love your film. I'm going to push your film big time. So you guys, yeah. first of all. Some oh of no! Other, I mean it. I'm some of the other it. cool things that that Alex has done. Uh, he has a movie that I guess he's working called Cloudland. Uh, I, I took this off IMDb, so if the information's wrong, but you worked with uh, Jeffrey Reddick on it. Jeffrey Reddick, you guys, is the guy who wrote the Final Destination movies, so he's a big deal. Um, then you also worked with special effects legend Steve Johnson, who did American Werewolf in London and Species, both great movies on Good. a movie called New Breed. Good work. So you're actually got you know you're. You're you're actually you know working. Uh, how, how long have you been doing this? I uh, since 2010. My okay. first day of filming was the day that Michael Jackson died. Oh wow! I remember it because people lost focus yes. <laughs> on, this, on set. So that, Michael, was my, that was my first day of shooting. Was was uh, June? You know, something like June 9, 2010. I remember. I didn't even know that Michael Jackson had been gone that long. That's it. How long? 13 years. 14. We're on the fourth. We're on the 14th year. Yeah. It just seems like that was just like just a little bit ago. But that yeah. film, and, and I, everything I've done has little Easter eggs of, of, of coolness in it. That that movie. So I didn't have any body of work as as a film director as my first movie. So I thought it'd be funny to call it body of work. And we filmed it at Vera Miles House from Psycho. And from other Hitchcock films, we filmed it at her house. So all that you see it in—I don't know if you filmed it at Vera's house or the yes. set or the set at Universal. No, her home. But her home was never used in the movie. No, no, no. I know, but she lives in a love. It was, she didn't live there anymore. What you mean? Uh, it was no. Like I say, she, she, I didn't meet her. I met the the homeowners of this location. It was, it was a prior homeowner. Yeah. It was a prior home of hers. A prior home of her. Right. You know, she was, she was Alfred Hitchcock's favorite uh, actress. He was madly in love with her. I know Tippi Hedren. We're good friends. Oh, and, Tippi told, and Tippi told me that he absolutely was madly in love with Vera Miles. And he wanted Vera Miles to play the Grace Kelly part. He wanted her to be in To Catch a Thief. It was a whole big story. I can't get into it now. But anyway, yeah. 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 For those of you who don't know who Vera Miles is, she, is, she played the sister to uh, Janet Lee in Psycho. Oh, okay. Okay. So wait, then I also wrote down <clears throat> that you recently finished something that looks like it's in post called Fear Forget My Name. You're the director and the writer. It's a musical short film. It also says it was performed and written by Super 400. I'm going to assume that's a band. Is that a band? It is. It started as a, as a music video turned into a horror short. Their, the the name of their song is Fear, Forget My Name. 
we start there. I was like, wait, that's a good horror concept, Fear Forget My Name. So I, I approached that band. I, I told them I want to make a, a video of your song. They said yes. Uh, got some budget, got some actors, got Rebecca Kennedy, who's, who's Rebecca huge in the horror world. She's our, she's one of the, she's the victim of, of, of a mob. It's a film noir with monsters and puppets, practical monster puppets. <laughs> We're going to have a premiere in about a month or so at a uh, theater in uh, Los Angeles, a red carpet premiere. So stay tuned for details on that red carpet premiere. Becca Kennedy is great. I, I don't know her personally, but we follow each other on all the different social media platforms. So we know each other, are, but I basically I met her. Um, but but she does a lot of great projects. Um, I originally saw her when she was like on Law and Order or something, you know, many years ago. And uh, she's a great, great actress, though. She's really, really good. I've seen all her work. Um, so that's a big coup, actually. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. We, we, we were so thrilled to um, get her. And then... On set, she was a delight. The sweetest thing. Sometimes you meet people in the horror community, and they're they're not a delight. <laughs> uh, oh. she, she was, oh. and actually, you know, I whatever we're we're, we're working right, but it's it, it's a great surprise when someone is as delightful as Rebecca Kennedy. Want to work with her again? No, she's a good. Some one. of some of the meanest women I have met in horror. Movies. No, seriously. We know everybody. One in particular who is the meanest human being I've ever met in my life. We know it. And I've met, and I met Betty Davis. So I used to. So I wonder if I could guess it. I think I could maybe guess it. Yeah, guess it. Let me hear. No, let's see. Let's see. It it doesn't rhyme well with this. Wait, wait. Maybe I can rhyme it a little better. Mm, Would it rhyme with far away ish? No. Okay. Not Faye Dunaway. <laughs> All right, scratch Faye Dunaway. Mm. Oh, I'm not Faye Dunaway. No, no. This, this actress. She's talking is, about the now actress. This actress a is, is a famous horror actress. Now. Well, I can't discuss current actresses in horror. I'm sorry. No comment. <laughs> yeah, I got you. But the one you mentioned was a bitch on wheels. Yeah, who Faye was? But Faye Dunaway was a bitch. Betty Davis, who I knew, by the way always said that Faye Dunaway was the worst human being she ever met. She hated Faye Dunaway. Ron was when, I, when I first arrived in Los Angeles, I would ask people, hey, I'm new in Los Angeles. What should I do? And I tell you, more than once, they said, avoid Faye Dunaway. I'm like, all right, whatever. And, and avoid Rebecca Welch. <laughs> Rebecca Welch too, was so. another one. Is she still real. alive? No, uh, she's dead. Anymore. But Faye Dunaway, it was, as, as I said, I was friends with Betty. And I got a lot of dirt out of her. And Faye Dunaway, she just said in her Betty Davis way, an abominable woman. What are some of the influences that, how did you decide, hey, I'm going to be a horror movie director? You know, and how I did you pick director? Great question. Uh, I, I am a big Hitchcock fan, and and I like to, to uh, you know study the history of it before I embark on a, on an adventure. What have others done before? And certainly, he was uh, basically the author of what I plan to do. So um, I, I basically have have studied him very much and have have a lot of tales. I live this home where you see walking distance from the Psycho House. Uh, from I live across the street from Universal Studios. 
Oh, okay. So you're telling I live across the street from the gate that Steven Spielberg used to jump over to sneak into Universal. Now I just go there. Yeah, you're on Olive. You're on Olive. I, I'm actually off of Lancashire. Lancashire. Oh, I know that. Sorry, I can't give you my exact coordinates because horror people. I, I, have. No, no, you don't want. Yeah, you I don't used want to, do to that. be. We don't tell anybody. We just say Palm Springs. No, no, no. I used to be uh, with Universal when I, in my younger years, so I know that neighborhood well. Back in 1954, and it was a dump. <laughs> everybody made fun of that neighborhood. Burbank, down, beautiful downtown. Johnny Carson, especially. With sure. Beautiful downtown Burbank. And now, sure. now you can't afford it. You can't <laughs> afford it. It's so fucking expensive. <laughs> I remember. So, what are some you know, Debbie, Debbie Reynolds lived there. Debbie Reynolds was there, uh, born there, on down on one of those streets off of In Olive. Burbank. In Burbank, yeah. Ron knew all the, like, Debbie, Debbie was a friend of mine. You know, also. one of his best friends was Jane Russell. I don't know if you're old enough to know who Jane Russell is, but. I, I um, know my history. I, okay. I know all those. You so, have to know Jane he, Russell. He knows all of them then. Jane Russell, Betty Davis, Elizabeth Taylor. Well, that's I'm 83 years old, so that's my era. Yeah. Right. Um, so well, what are your favorite, hot? what are your favorite, some of your favorite uh, Hitchcock films? Like, what are some of your favorite ones? I'm well, of course, I love all, all all the ones from the 50s on and everybody sort of loves those. But I've been investigating his early silence recently and have learned a lot from that and just how that stuff led to Psycho and Vertigo. If you look at his 1920s work as well, Jamaica Inn, Blackmailed, etc. cetera. Uh, there's some good, you know, going up to usually people don't get up to Rebecca, but but. You got to learn all that stuff. I mean, I, I I think you have to learn all that stuff if if you're going well, to invent language. So I think you gotta start there, and then from there you can you can go into Brian De Palma, of course. Yeah, and what's the what's the what's the, the and, what's the Hitchcock film with uh, Jimmy Stewart when he's in the wheelchair? Vertigo. No, that's not Vertigo. He's in a oh, wheelchair. Rear, rear window. That's the one I like. I like. Rear window. Let me tell you something about yeah. Hitchcock you may not know. Uh, it was told to me by Tippy. Hitchcock said, I guess to Tippy, that the reason he always did high vertigo falling, the detective, the cop falls off the roof. Jimmy yeah. Stewart has vertigo. Yeah. He was terrified of height. Mm, yeah. Alfred Hitchcock couldn't walk down a flight of stairs. He would have a nervous breakdown. He hated flying. The man just had a fear of height, and he put it in every one of his movies. And it made his movies really wonderful because it gave us the fear of height. We actually felt his fear. That's how good of a producer he was. Uh, I am, I am, I, I, as, as you, so I've been doing this for a little bit, like I say, and my early scripts weren't mature. But currently, what's made a difference for me recently is adding personal stuff to my work like that. I have a uh, one horror piece that we're also developing about a violin protege and her, her daddy is, well, her dad, her, her dysfunctional daddy's based on my dysfunctional daddy. And so it's been in writing and I've been able to exorcise a lot of those demons. I don't see a shrink. So this is my shrink. I get to just put it in the, I put it in the stories. I put it in the stories. So no, wait, what are some of your, um, that was going to be my next question. What? I was going to. I was no. 
<laughs> no, I was going to ask Alec, when you direct, do you direct what's good for the character or what's good for you? Character. Oh, shit, yeah. Fuck me. My, oh, yeah. A lot of... A lot of my, my, my... Who I answer to is story. <laughs> that's my... That's what I worship, story. A lot of Stories up, I got to fix it. A lot of directors that I have worked with um, do not understand the character as the actor does. So the director insists on his interpretation of what the character is. And that's why the character doesn't work in the movie. And some movies stink because the director made it his vehicle, the writer's vehicle, the actor's vehicle. You are the, the director and the writer, right? On most of your things? That, that's what I'm going to ask him now. Oh. When you're on set, yeah. is it your way or the highway? No. Best idea wins. So you're like Hitchcock. Hitchcock used to say, your actors go and act. He never directed. He, the I asked person might say, hey, what if they're, she's holding a, a, a bottle there? Great. It's in. I didn't think of the bottle. Make a person idea. Fine. Because when I asked Just Tippy, you could see it in my interview on YouTube. When I asked Tippy about Hitchcock directing her, she said he only directed her when they were throwing the birds at her. And she said, <laughs> no, no. He, had no, he had no mercy. She said he had no mercy because those birds were real and they were biting her. And she was terrified. She said, so most of that acting was real. And Hitchcock had no mercy or heart. He just kept saying, throw those birds, throw those birds, throw those birds. When she was in the in the room and falling down on the floor and the birds were biting her. Right. You, you do that to an actress. She was abused by him. And she said it openly. She said, Ron, he abused me as an actress. She said, but it was my first time out and I had to take it. Would you do that to an actress? That's a uh, spectacular question filmmakers should should make a little note on. My philosophy here is, and I apply it in life in general, you can do anything as long as you set it up right. And that second part is the most important, as long as you set it up right. Hey, actor, you're going to be covered up to here with jello and it's going to smell bad and then someone might get in your nose. Are you okay with that? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Bring the jello. Right? Not oh, where do I not put an actor in a thing and flood them with jello and they don't know. You didn't set up the gag. You didn't set it up. You have to set up the gag. She read the script. And in reading the script, you had no idea what he was gonna do. It's just your lines, and you know now it wasn't even lines, it was this and this, it was action. So her script was all action. He then threw those birds at her without her knowing. <laughs> and she was terrified because they were biting her. Well, I think you'd have to talk about that. <laughs> so she did not have a good opinion of Hitchcock. Not at all. On camera, she was very polite. Off camera, she said to me, he was a rotten son of a bitch. She said, he haunted me. He, he was after me. He was a pervert. He was, oh, she went on and on. She really couldn't stand him. Mm. That's the idol that so many people love is Alfred Hitchcock. Now, little by little, it's coming out about his personality that he was a little nuts. Mm -hmm. He's a genius. And 
you know, a genius is crazy. You have to be crazy to be a genius. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed his work. I loved his work. I couldn't wait for his next film. I see his films over. We watch them now all the time. I watch them. I must have seen Vertigo a hundred times. Vertigo's my favorite. Do you, do you think there's a new filmmaker that uh, 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 sort of adds up as close to what he did currently? Is there a current filmmaker? Yeah. I've seen many who have tried, and they fell short because they got frightened. They Anybody had, succeed? Huh? Anyone succeed that you've seen? You're like, wait, they pulled that shit off. Not like a Hitchcock film, but there are some good. No, because as I said, they became frightened. Of what they were I doing. I think there's a lot of good filmmakers doing horror movies, you know. But not Hitchcock. I think, not like Hitchcock, though. Hitchcock. Well, who do you think? Because you must obviously, you have some. Who do you, well, who I'll tell you what. Now, now, it's a taste thing, right? But I'll, I'll give you a little, a little uh, maybe recommend on, on a thing. If you haven't seen it, Ratchet. Did you see Ratchet, the Ryan Murphy? So uh-huh. Ratchet is, the concept is, Let's look at Nurse Ratched's or- origin story. Well, no, we did see it. We yes, saw Ratched. Yes. But let's do it as if Hitchcock is directing it. No, that was a good Un- show. Unabashed. Unabashed. We're doing this as okay. Hitchcock is doing it. Okay, and but it's not, it's not going to... Listen, Hitchcock's work is up there with Gone with the Wind and with uh, Casablanca and with Betty Davis's film. Cas- uh, no, Hitchcock... No, 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 no. Nothing can touch Hitchcock. He was crazy, and he dealt with psych- psych- psychologically insane people. His characters were nuts. Kim Novak pretended to be somebody. She was a crackpot, jumped in the water. It was all lies, deception, confusion, twists and turns, and I'm going to bring you here now and make you think this, but now I'm going to change it there. He was just, He was just so fucking nuts. I think he was so crazy that he couldn't make a normal film. Oh, that, no. You're right. That he put his insanity into so, all wait these a films. What are some of your, so what are the. Wait, wait, excuse me. I have met. So, <laughs> I have met so many celebrities, Alex, trust me. Yeah. And I never met Hitchcock. And he's the one I would have loved to have met. I would have been so happy to have met him just to say to him, you crazy bastard, you're, sure. a, you're a genius. And that's what I would have said to him. Well, one last thing before Jimmy is, I think it's realistic. I think being a crazy, I think it's a crazy bastard planet. I think if you're not a crazy bastard, are you not looking at the planet? Are you, you know what I mean? You should be fucking off your rocker if you really look at the planet. Well, today's world is disgusting. We know that. But we're talking about 19... Oh, he goes back to 1932. Uh, The Man Who Knew Too Much was another piece of work, a piece of art. The original Man Who Knew Too Much. Have you ever seen the original? The original Man Who Knew Too Much? He's seen everything. (laughs) I mean, he just did things Yes. He just did things that film didn't do. So wait, let's go. I want to talk because we've got five minutes. Uh, I want to talk about what. So so in the, let's say the last twenty. I don't know how old you look. Really young to me. Um, um, so in the last twenty years or so, what are some of the horror movies that you think are like? You know, these are like great horror movies, um, and that you would like watch or you would like recommend. 
Um, I always get very excited. I, I always, my radar is tuned to who's doing it. Who's doing the Hitchcock thing successfully. Who's take and, and PS my plan is to do that. It doesn't mean I think I'm as good as, but I'm just going to do the same thing he did. I, I, I work and direct as he did. And I storyboard and I do a lot as he did. I, I love the pre-production the most I view filming as a bodily function, like like a poop. Get the poop out, and then I love editing. But the actual filming of going on a location and a hot thing and sweating, I don't like it, and neither did he. Anyway, so I I work like him. Um, all right, filmmakers today that are that are kind of in in the what are the movies? What are some of the movies? Oh, yeah. Big fan of Ty West, y'all. Ty West, Ty West. I start with uh, House of the Devil. That uh, that'll get okay. you. That'll get you in. You'll feel like you're watching an '80s Cronenberg movie. That'll get you. Ty West. Uh, did he do X? Did Ty West do X? X Pearl, so, all that stuff. Yeah, X was a little bit too weird for me, but it was interesting. He's um, doing, he's, he's swinging wild. He's swinging wild. Yeah. And all like that. Then uh, Robert Eggers, who did The Witch, love The Witch. Yeah. Oh, I should mention Stanley Kubrick. How have I not mentioned my good man, Stanley? So after Hitchcock, uh, Stanley is equally important to me, I would say. So he really, I thought, took it. I want to make another point about Hitchcock. Yeah. When he made his films, he had Joan Fontaine, Cary Grant, and Rebecca. Best. You can't go wrong with that chemistry. Don't forget, he yeah. had actors in his yeah. films that we don't have today. We don't have Grace Kelly. No, we don't have them. I'm sorry. They're sitting on toilet bowls, taking shits, wiping their ass. Like Julianne Moore. Or they're vulgar women cursing and looking like with their tits hanging out. There's no longer the, the, the characters that he, even Marie Saint in North by Northwest. Wait, we only have who, two minutes. So who wait, could stop. ever portray what she did in so, North wait, by wait, Northwest? So, wait, wait, stop. So who are some of your favorite, we have only have two minutes, who are some of your favorite horror actors and actresses, like people that you like a lot? Um. Oh, uh, uh, Rosamund Pike. Yeah. Um, uh, Mia Goth. Uh, um, mm, Pike is a really Steve good Browns. I, 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 uh, the, the, the Conjuring cast, <laughs> everyone in The Conjuring did you see the Rosamund Pike movie where she? Um, They're she all great. Tries to steal the lady, the old lady, and she tries to put her in a home and steal her house and all her shit. And then her, oh, and, love, but, but lady, uh, the lady was dying weak, and the lady's son was the head of the mob. You know. Uh, anyway, did you see that movie? That's a very good movie. If you didn't, she is wonderful. She's a fabulous actress. It's one of the greatest movies ever. It came out during COVID on Netflix. I forgot what it's called, but you should definitely see it. It's I never, I never. Miss watching a movie she's in. Yeah, Rosamund Pike is great. She is one hell of an actor. So, do you like any series? We got a minute. Do you like any of the regular, like Friday the Thirteenth or Hellraiser or, you know, Freddy Krueger or any of that kind of stuff? Or is that like too too? Because really, the, a lot of the stuff that you like is more. It isn't really like slasher. You're not really into the slasher thing. I so am into much. it. I do consume it and I do love it. And I like comic books and I like all of it. So I'm not. You know, I'm gonna probably make uh, some 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 you know some quickie horror flicks as well. Uh, if you look at you know folks like uh, James Cameron and Francis Ford Coppola, they started in spunky little horror movies. John Landis, they started in spunky little horror movies, and I plan to do the same. I mean, that, that's fine by me. I like zombies. I have a zombie script. I mean, come on. 
I like a lot I of think, right. I think so zombies are on their way out. This is now yeah. it's we gotta go. We gotta go. Now it's out of space, people. You guys, this is Alex Bram. Check out uh, all the stuff. He's gonna have a lot of stuff coming out. He's on the rise. Um, his company is PanicAttackFilms.net. You can follow him on Instagram at Bram underscore Alex. Check out uh, Geisting. Check out the trailer for Geisting. Um, we want to thank you so much for coming on the show. I want to uh, have Matt keep me abreast of the stuff that you got going on because I think you, you're you definitely one to watch. So thank you so much. And, thank and, Matt every, and everybody look forward to The Black Dog. Absolutely. I love it. Is that Thanks. It's been a pleasure. Peace and love. Peace and love. Thank you so much, Alex. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. We want to thank our guests, Alex Bram and uh, Jonathan Sheck. Check out his show, Blue Ridge, coming out soon. See you soon. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, we in the mix. Yeah, we in the mix, it's another episode Here we go, the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell Interviewing the hottest, newest, and truest of today's celebrities Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude Chat room is live and you would be a fool Not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell Come on, watch it live on W4CY Radio Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus.